This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Danello and Joe Tyvey. They were at Fulham's 1-0 victory against Peterborough today. And uh, listen, Fulham hold on for the victory, but a win is a win, guys. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't Blackburn. Something told me before the match that it was going to be different. This is different. It had everything in it. It was a tough match. But in the end, guys, the most important thing is that they got all three points and then and they showed that they could win a match like this. Joe, I'm, I'm going to go to you first because you and I were talking about this first. I asked you a question. Would you rather have gone to Blackburn to see that or see this? And it sounds like you would have rather have gone here. Forget about going to Blackburn, just seeing the match. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the Blackburn game, uh, however enjoyable it was, and I watched the whole thing on the television, scoring seven away. Um, it you know, this what this game was in the balance for a good hour until we scored, and there was there was a one or two nervy, nervy moments um, uh, towards the end uh, where we thought we'd uh, you know we could have thrown away the uh, three points. So you know, as, as as great as the Blackburn game was, and the, the seven goals, uh, there there wasn't any jeopardy in that game. Uh, after two 0 and the sending off, it was game over. So you could just enjoy the game with no, no anxiety for the you know the rest of the match. Uh, this was much closer, and in a way, closer games are more enjoyable. Yeah, and uh, talk about anxiety because I had high anxiety watching this as the match mm. went on. And again, I want to give full credit to Peterborough, Joe, because you know yep. it's funny. It's easy just to say. Fulham didn't do enough. They didn't break them down, but they had a game plan. They stuck to it. And uh, I didn't think that they could do it the entire game. I'm talking about physically being able to really have that type of work rate. Well, they, they did. So they deserve credit for that. But in the end, our quality really shined through in the second half. So just give me your opening thoughts, your overall thoughts, and then I'll go to Amelia. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, for the, for the first half an hour, um, from what 
I saw, nothing much happened, really. There was nothing to report. Um, there was a lot of possession from us. We didn't do anything with it. Um, Peterborough really hardly had the ball in our half. Um, Dennis Adoy had a couple of nervy moments, um, got booked. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why he, he was subbed in the second half. Right. Uh, because he was a, he was a liability, basically. Um, and um, Marco Silva could probably see that, you know, the next foul he committed, he'd be off. Um, right. So first half now, it was, it was, it was a non-event. There was, there was, there wasn't much going on. Um, towards the end of the first half, uh, Peterborough had a couple of these chances yep. simply by putting the ball into the box as soon as was possible. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very, there was no finesse about it, no. uh, but they hit the, the um, angle of post and crossbar, um, one or two balls in um, into the uh, danger area. Um, so that was a bit of a wake-up call for us. Um, we didn't really create much else towards the end of the first half. So second half, um, Dennis gets subbed. We come out. Um, and um, we're a different team. Yep. And um, it's all, again, you know, the possession was all us, but we were actually creating chances at that point. Um, and um, I think we we just about earned the victory. Um, it was tight because although Peterborough again didn't really have a lot of the ball, they still struck the woodwork again. They did in the second half. Yeah. Um, there was another couple of close shaves. Uh, I know Marek had a couple of saves to make. Uh, it was at the opposite end of the um, end we, was, uh, we were watching, so couldn't uh, didn't have a great view of that. So you could probably um, fill us in on that. Um, sure. But I think we did just enough um, to get the three points because um, we, you know, second half we did come out a much better team. Tom Kearney was a, a a calming influence when he yeah. came on. We were much more fluent second half. Uh, we create chances, two or three at least. Um, and, uh, of course, Mitro scored the uh, flicked-headed goal. And that's 20 for him this season. So, great. No, just about yeah. deserved. And, um, yeah, good, good day. Okay, excellent stuff. And we'll talk about the save by Marek Rodak because he did get his, his hand on it that actually deflected it off of the bar. So, Definitely, right, you, gotta, you have to call that a save. That was a save by Merrick Rodak. That was definitely a save on Clark Harris at the end. So huge credit to him. Emilio, over to you. Time for the Fulham Shadow, my friend. Give me your opening <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, Fulham Shadow is back here in, in the lovely, beautiful place of Peterborough. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I disagree with Joe. I think, I think a draw would have been a more fair result. I think for me, I think it was more the manner of performance. Was less of a concern today than the victory. At the end of the day, with something flat than 7 0, and many fans expected us to score maybe three or four more goals. I think the victory is more important than how we play today. Because I think normally, when you come off a very significant victory, the next game you get, tend to get disappointed. You know, some other you know, teams in the Premier League, you can win 1 5 0, maybe draw the next week against an inferior opposition. So for me, it was more about get the three points and not so much concern about the performance. I think the first half, right. Joe summed up perfectly. We were it started off brightly in the first minutes. We had a lot of possession, looking to attack. People barely got out of their own half in that first first ten minutes. We had no no cutting edge. Our, our final ball was very poor. 
there was a lot of overweight passing throughout the game. I know the wind may have played a bit of havoc there today, but I think some of our, our, you know, our passing was a little bit you know, off colour. The first half, I thought, you know, overall, if you look at chances on goal, efforts on goal, you'd argue that Peter would be disappointed to have gone in the half-time ahead. They hit the bar and, and Rodak made two good saves. You know, Joe commented about Dennis, you know, getting a deserved yellow card. There was yep. another foul he would not got away with, but that, was like a, that would be a last foul. He was foul fortunate, honestly. He was fortunate. In that second foul. He was and yes. then he, t- he committed to a, to, a, to a tackle in the penalty area. Thankfully, he timed it right. If he didn't time it right, it would be off. Peter would have had the penalty, so right. you know. The, so in, in a way, that was that was cur- that, that was curtains for Dennis. He should, you know, rightly taken off at half time. And okay. the second half, we played much more fluently. I think Tom coming on, like Joe said, had that calming influence. Was involved in the game. Looked tidy. Good passing. We looked. We looked more robust. You know, when when Tom came on, I thought Harry Wilson and Cabana were outstanding. Second half, causing them yep. all sorts of problems. And overall, yeah, and Mitrovic's glancing header was, you know, a, man, a sign of a man on, you know, on form. Form of his right. life. The glancing header was perfect in the right position. And to be honest, that was our main. And okay, there was another couple of other shots on target before that. But overall, on the balance of play, it's. I'll take the money. Victory will be. I don't think it was fully deserved. I thought, I thought people would, be, would come away disappointed they didn't get something out of the game. Right, and Emilio, I'm glad that you put it that way because I'll share my thoughts. And it's simply this, and I've seen other people already tweet this out. It's the best way to put it for me. Full grind out three points. Mm. They found a way to get the victory. How many times have we seen this happen to Fulham when they've been in the Premier League? They've gone up against Premier League opposition, and they did everything right, but the opposition would find a way to score a goal, and they would Mm. get a victory. And good teams do this. Fulham are a very good side right now. If they have aspirations of top two, they need wins like this, Amelia. This was yeah. huge. I agree with your analysis that on the play itself, I think Peterborough could say to themselves that, you know what, we deserve something out of this, and we were unlucky to get a point, and maybe if we were fortunate, who knows, maybe we would have won this. You can make that point because they were good and they had the opportunities and uh, when they had them, you know, like I said, if things fell their way, maybe things would be different. But they didn't. They went Fulham's way. And I don't think it's by accident that they won this match, Emilio. Because, like I said, good teams grind out wins. And I thought that goal was coming. I, I thought the yeah, goal was. from Mitro was coming in the second half. I, I, I don't think this is, you know, just per chance. It was coming because Fulham were better in the second half. But I want to go back to you guys because – as I'm watching the first half, Gentleman Jim was talking a lot about the wind. I could hear the wind, but I could actually see how much it was affecting the game. Fulham were against the wind in the first half. Is it wrong for me to bring up that the wind played a factor in the first half and the second half, Emilio? Definitely. I think our passing was, was off-color throughout, throughout the whole game. It's been windy for the whole night. And even now, we're... Where I'm sat down with Joe, it's, it's still very windy here near the trees, you know, the tree on the leaves on the tree. But yeah, I think the passing wasn't very good. Not weight on the pass, you know, and sometimes balls will get missed. Just mispassing, to be honest. We misplaced passing throughout the game, you know. We, but you've made the point. Good teams find a way of winning, and to me, it was a matter of winning today rather than a matter of the performance, especially after coming from the seminal final against Blackburn. So, you know, you'll take the three points. I think we'll move on to the next. I don't think we'll. This this game will live in the memory for many from in many years to come. But you know, teams who have got confidence, 
will find ways of winning. And, you know, in the past where we've right. maybe been a little bit stuttering up and down, not winning back-to-back games, these sort of, these are sort of performances that we might have lost 1-0 or maybe got no more than a point out of it. The fact that we didn't play at our best and still won 1-0, that's very encouraging. You know, six wins on the bounce and it's yeah. only one goal that we've conceded. Right. It's, it's phenomenal, Emilio. And as you guys have already talked about, the first half was bad. I, I tweeted out, you guys saw that. And we have to talk about this. And Joe, you already mentioned this because uh, I think you guys probably got a good view of this. Credit to Merrick Rodak because in the first half, he actually had to make two decent saves there to get us to halftime. Because I, I was thinking to myself, just get to halftime. There wasn't much going on, as you said, Joe, in the first 30 minutes. But then Peterborough came into it and we had to weather their storm. We did do that. And Merrick Rodak was a big part of that. Joe, do you get a good view of his saves in the first half? Um, I can't remember, to be honest. <laughs> I just remember the uh, um, the, sh- the, the, the quick snapshot against yep. the um, crossbar and post. Yep. Um, I can't. I, I know Merrick did. There was one or two saves that he made, but I can't remember them. But yeah, okay. I mean, it was in the right place at the right time. Right. You probably remember better than me. I've had a drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not a problem. All right. So, guys, let's transition. Let's go to the second half. And, Emilio, I agree with what you guys were saying. I thought that it was imperative that Marco Silva make the change and bring on mm. Kenny Tete. Yeah. Dennis Adoy was poor, but he was getting really just – Dembele was taking advantage of him throughout mm. the first half, and he had the yellow card. And, and I want to say, seriously, fortunate not to get another yellow, which mm-hmm. really would have been danger for Fulham, would have been a major problem. So, Tete comes on for a doy. So, let's get your thoughts on the beginning of the second half that will lead up to us talking about the goal for Mitro. But how much of a difference do you think this change of bringing on Tete and how Fulham looked in the second half? For me, it's, it was a no-brainer for him to come on at halftime. Um, even though Tete didn't have much to do, or maybe, again, he didn't commit himself forward very often, the fact that Peterborough didn't have a, 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 ta- a man to target. That was the thing. In that first half, they were targeting Dennis time and time again. Dennis right. was under pressure throughout that first half. Made, you know, made, made a mistake, got a yellow card. It was like you said, that second foul. Maybe another referee yep. would have given a second yellow for that. You know, he was getting dispossessed a few times. He tried, he had to withdraw from committing for, uh, for a tackle in the event he got another yellow card. So he was very, very ineffective. This is probably his, obviously his worst game since he's gone back into the team. So I'm not going to criticise Dennis because he's been superb. Right since he's come back into the team. But it was a no-brainer for Kenny to come on board. And to be honest, they lost that. They lost, Peterborough lost that, that opportunity, that, that play that they had, the vulnerable play in the Fulham team that they could target. And right. to be honest, that, that gave Fulham more freedom, more space, more movement. The movement in the second half was a lot more smarter, slicker. And even when, t- when Tom came on, just, just, just a simple passing and the flow of football. And like you said earlier, it, I think the goal was inevitable, and it was. I think it was going to either come from Harry Wilson or Ibarna. So I thought those two right. guys had very good, effective second halves. They looked very dangerous and causing Peter to defence no end of problems. Right, and Amelia, I think the substitutions, especially mm. you talking about Tete, but bringing on Tom Kearney, I yep. think changed the game. I, I think bringing on Kearney changed the game, and. I don't know what to say about John Michael. Sorry, listen, he's been great, but I, I think this was the right move, Emilio, to bring mm-hmm. him on. And you saw the difference, like you said, the calmness of Kearney. Kearney mm-hmm. has a role on this team, and 
whether it's starting, whether it's coming off the bench, he gave them a spark, Emilio. Yeah, yeah and Joe will vouch for it. I actually said five minutes before, said take Seri out, possibly yeah. Harrison Reed, but put Tom Kearney on. Look at that. Ju- yep. We called it. We called it five minutes before the substitution was happening. We just needed a bit more composure in midfield, yep. a little bit more calming influence, just some more simple passing. Seri as well was getting, a, not dispossessed, but getting a little bit frustrated. You know, and he wasn't getting the space that, you know, he, like, he likes to have. And Tom coming on board, just some of these, these one-twos with Cabana. There's two or three beautiful touches between him and Cabana. A little flicks here, a little flicks there. That, that, that sort of quality of passing and vision made a difference. And I think Tom got, was involved, you know, to, in, in that goal. And, you know, with him in that, in that central attacking midfield run, he looked, he looked very promising. Again, it's good for, it's a good dilemma for Marcel to have. It's good to have options on the table. It's good to have that level of quality on the bench, and it's that's what he's paid for. He's, he's one who's paid to make decisions, game on game, and you know, depending on the situation of every game. So, John Seri will not be dropped on the next game. It just it was the right time for him to be substituted and bring on Tom Kenny to to make a difference and try to win the game. And he did. And again, he yeah. basically for me made the right calls on these mm-hmm. two substitutions. We'll talk about what happened at the end of the match, bringing on Alfie Moss and for Mitro, because I want to get your thoughts on Mitro coming off. But, mm-hmm. Joe, I'm going to go to you. And first, I, I want to say this. I say this on my other show. I say, look at the brain on Derek. I'm going to say, look at the brain on Joe, talking about Tom <laughs> Kearney to, to Emilio before it actually happened, bring off Derry and bring on Tom Kearney. You called it there. But give me your thoughts, because, again, I said this. I could feel this goal was coming. Did you have a feeling that Mitro's goal was coming? Again, it was set up nicely from Cabano. And uh, do you get a good view of this? I have a feeling you might have. Yeah. Yeah, we got a very good view of the goal. Um, yeah, you're right. We, we, we could sense a goal was coming. Um, I mean, the, the, the quality of Cabano's crossing, you know, meant that I, I thought, yeah, I mean, he keeps crossing like that. We're going to get a goal out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no surprise, it was um, Mitro. His confidence is so, so high. Uh, he was just in the right place at the right time. Great, uh, looked like a glancing header. I mean, we were in front of it, saw it, and um, yeah, could see it coming. Okay. Um, I mean, we, we, we were we were dominant at, dominant at that stage. Yeah. Okay, excellent. And as we head to the end of the match, I just want to ask you guys this because again all of a sudden i saw mitro go down mm-hmm. alfie moss and i believe was coming on regardless emilio i want to get your thoughts on this do you think that he was injured or could this possibly have been a little bit of gamesmanship i i don't know you guys were there your thoughts on mitro because again this is at the end of the match all of a sudden i saw him go down did you see what happened to him okay I, I, I saw him go down. Uh, yeah, he just fell, uh, fell to the floor. No one around him, and then he got up again and he looked okay. And the next minute, I see him down on the floor again. Um, so I've no idea what happened to him, but he got subbed. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, Emilio, but that's that's all I saw. Yeah, I saw the same as you. I thought, again, he was, he, the first moment, first time he went down, he was actually. Pulling his back of his leg—that's what it looked like, to be honest. And then, okay. it didn't occur to me that it was gainsmanship. I thought, I thought, you okay. know, I thought, I honestly thought he actually picked up a knock, okay. um, and then he went down a second time around. And you know, the fact that you know, Mawson was brought in—I'm I, I, surprised we didn't change it earlier. To be honest, I was saying to Joe, okay. I think maybe it wouldn't surprise me. We might see someone like Mawson or Onuma coming on just to protect the midfield and the defence and shore that up. 
rather than trying rather than, try, rather than trying to score a second goal. And then with with Mitrovic supposedly picking up a knock or you know maybe sort of put something pulled, then it, it was the right thing to do for him to come off. Whether it was gamesmanship sure. or not, that I, I didn't occur to me that it was gamesmanship. I think it was you know okay. maybe picked a knock and didn't want to risk anything. No, and listen, I'm all for that. That's why I was asking you guys because you you would probably get a better view than I did. All I saw him was go down. I'm like, what's going on here? And uh, I'm a little, little cynical guys at times, and I'm thinking, <laughs> what's going on here? But if you guys think that he got, picked up a knock, I'm, I'm cer- certainly going to believe you on that. And I just, you know, that's why I just wanted to ask the question. Just, I'm just asking the question, guys. All right. There was, there was no one near him. So no, that's, no, why, no, that's no, why I'm he, asking he the question. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm disappointed if he didn't train it. I'd be disappointed if he, if he resorted to that. There's no need to do that. But we... There was a few nervy moments in the last five, ten minutes, but right. overall, there's nothing to do that, right? You know, it's uh, all you're doing is just trying to you know, draw down the clock, you know, second, you know, minute by minute. Fair enough, but it's um, there's other ways of doing that. Yep. To be honest, listen, like I said, he, he probably did pick up a knock, and I'm just telling you, just this is going through my brain, so I just thought I would ask you, and mm-hmm. and uh, and it's all good there. But to end this show, coming up next, we're going to talk about man of the match. Okay, guys, let's finish up. Let's get your man of the match. Joe, I'll go to you first. Who's your man of the match? Um, Niskins Cabano. Niskins Cabano. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, just, a th- just a threat, especially second half. Um, and, um, you know, he was, he was the main supplier of the uh, dangerous balls into the area um, that, that led to the, to the goal as well. Um, he was he was positive and he was tricky and they found it difficult to deal with. Um, great skill on the ball um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he he was my man of the match. Okay, all right, Emilio, how about you? Yeah, I was debating this. It's, it's between him and Rodak. So I think obviously Giskin's right. assist obviously created the goal and that was ultimately the outcome of the deciding factor of the game. And he was a threat, especially in that second half. But I'm, if I look at it, well, we're lucky maybe to be goalless at half-time and thanks to Marek Rodak and the woodwork. So to me, I'm going to give it to Marek Rodak. Because again, you know, he's he's made three important saves. Two in the first half, one in that second half, which you said, Russ, he got a fingertip, which then went onto the bar. Yes, you know, yes, that, I that, forgot that, to mention you could, that. He did you could get argue a those, he did. those three saves, you know, for me, even if the, first, the ones in the first half were comfortable, but still competent saves and, you know, you still need to make them. Another clean sheet. He looks very, very composed in, in behind the sticks. He's, you know, given them that level of confidence that we need, and having a goalkeeper of that quality in, in your lineup is is worth at least a point, if not more. So overall, I'm going to give it to Marek Rodo. I actually thought, you know, thanks to his saves and a bit of fortuitous you know, woodwork in the first right. half, you know, we were still goal. So for me, Marek Rodo with Cabana a close second. Excellent, excellent stuff, guys. And I'm going to go with. Marek Rodak as well, but I do like Joe's man of the match is Niskins Cabano. He just keeps on helping Fulham, and, uh, mm. you know, he's, he's proving a lot of people wrong. He's proven uh, uh, Scott Parker wrong. I just thought I'd mention <laughs> that. So I'm going to go through the fans because the fans actually have some very interesting comments on man of the match, and so here we go. I'm going to just share them. Rodak is my man of the match. He won us the three points. Billy Lee Gray, Rodak. Emma Reynolds, Rodak. Now here, 
TC for me. Now, that's a good shout for Tom Kearney. That's a good shout for Tom Kearney. Let's see. We've got Andrew Parsons. Rodak, crazy that we always seem so keen to replace him. That's very interesting. It's very interesting. But the majority of the comments are Rodak. So, very interesting. Oh, I'm going to share another one from Gags here. Rodak, man of the match. Yeah, another one, a person I want to call out as well is, I thought Michael Hector had a solid game in defence today. I, thought I was going to ask you about Tim Michael Green, Yeah, I was quite nervous, you know, seeing him in the lineup, And I said, look, I was actually monitoring him throughout the game. Because I said, if he yep. plays well and keeps clean sheet game in, game out, you know, just toast him automatically at a starting position when he's back from his three months, three game suspension? Or does he have to earn his place again? That's another dilemma for Mike, Marco Silva in a couple of weeks' time. But Ream looked, looked had a poor game today, Tim Ream. He made his passing was off colour throughout, wayward passing, called down a few times. I thought Hector looked, looked giving him his credit, he's been on the bench for quite some time. I actually thought he looked quite solid. It's past his long part. You know, he, you know what he's like, he likes to carry the ball forward, he likes right. to have those long crossfield passes. Some of them are good, some of them not so good, but give him his due. I actually thought he had a steady game to play, so I want to call him out as well. Excellent, excellent. I'm going to share a couple more comments and then we'll wrap this up. Mats Carlson, Rodak, and Stephen Robinson, Rodak, definitely. And uh, Joe, to finish up, Emilio brought up Michael Hector. And uh, Michael Hector was great in the championship before. We go mm-hmm. to the Premier League, not so much. <laughs> I thought he played pretty well today. Your thoughts? Yeah, he played pretty st- steady, pretty solid. Um, a bit like uh, at Blackburn. I, I didn't see him doing anything uh, wrong. Um, yeah. Um, like I said to Emilio um, early on in the game, he does think he's he thinks he's Beckenbauer sometimes, and he tries tries this fifty uh, yard pass uh, cross field that doesn't always yep. come off. Um, but he's come back into the um, into the team, um, pretty pretty solid, um, pretty comfortable, um, and uh, you know let's hope we see the uh, the Hector that uh, first. Um, arrived at Fulham rather than the Hector that uh, was a rabbit in the headlights in the uh, right. first few games of the Premiership. Right. It's funny. Every time he tried that, Joe, I kept thinking he's trying to be Joachim Anderson. He just can't pull it off. <laughs> no, you know, he, no, exactly. He, he literally cannot put. He kept trying and trying. And I'm like, you're wasting <laughs> these opportunities because it's just not coming off. But he kept trying to his credit. Yeah. He kept trying. Anyways. Yeah. Great show, guys. Thank you so much for joining me after the match. Joe, thank you so much as always. And I'll just end the show with just saying, look at the brain on Joe. Very good call about Tom Kearney and uh, Jean-Michael Serry. And the Fulham Shadow, thank you very much as always, Emilio, for doing the show. Thank you very much. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Thank nice you. to come out for a day trip. We've got our train back to London in about 20 minutes, I think. So, uh, yeah, we better head off to the station. Yeah, we better run. <laughs> I was just about to say, don't I don't think we need to wrap this show up. I, I think that, that is my indication to end this episode of Cars Talk full-time. For Joe Tyvey and Emilio Danello, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.